<laughs> oh, did I tell you what Chris is doing? Chris Boone. We started. I don't mind. Did I tell you what Chris Boone said? Chris Boone came in and he went, Joe, I could do with an appointment to go through my nutrition. So what day what day do I need to bring uh, what day do I need to bring in five guys? Or I said, What time on Wednesday so I bring you five guys? And I went, What time on Wednesday do you want an appointment? And he went, What do you have from five guys? And I went, Serious, are you gonna bring me a five guys? He went, Yeah, what do you have? Like a fully loaded burger and a, is it peanut butter milkshake you have? I went, Yeah, damn right. So yeah, I've got an appointment booked with Chris Boo. Two other five guys. Two other five guys. That's my kind of payment. Yeah, create a motion, create a Budweiser. Along sounds like a good afternoon session <laughs> for the next podcast. Yeah, so yeah, a good way to start. Uh, eat healthy. Just don't eat all the first day. But your calories sorted. But thing is, though, if you deconstruct a burger, right? If you deconstructed a burger and laid it out on a plate, put the bread bun on a side plate. What have you got? Meat and veg. You meat, veg. You know, you you've got that. that it would be classed as a balanced meal. Put it all together, it's classed as a cheat meal, don't get it. But I guess there's a difference of how much fat the burger and everything's got in it, what sort of meat it is, isn't it? I might go for a Mackey's after there. Yeah, balls to it. So is it open now, McDonald's? It is, isn't it? Do you know, when I came to yours on the week, um, I was coming on motorway and I said to Beth, I think there's a bit of an accident, it was queuing, and it was McDonald's had opened, I didn't realise, and it was queuing from Burstall, all the way up to the roundabout, and all the way back onto M62 Clipslip Road. I wonder if there's Jim Obiki win like that when it opens. Look, that's an interesting one. Yeah, isn't it? Well, I've, not, I've not had a single takeaway since beginning the lockdown. That's, that's why you've got your abs back. I ain't got my abs back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did they have abs? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have, for sure. We had uh, one from Frankie's the other night and it was lovely. I thought you were about your abs then. I was thinking, I've got a minute. <laughs> That horse is bolted. Not from where I'm sitting. That horse is bolted. And a Greg's on, I could murder a Greg's. Other pastry shops are available. Yeah, I'd go with that. But do you reckon there'll be massive queues when we open? Because do you know what? I can't help but think loads of people like Jim, 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 and they'll come, they'll do a couple of sessions, and I wonder if people go, oh, I can't be bothered now. Yeah, you always want what you yeah, can't have. It could be a bit like, you know, like in the beginning of lockdown when all gyms, all coaches started doing like online stuff, I did it. Yeah, I did see a drop off, and it's like I think in the beginning you're like you're motivated, aren't you? And then drops yeah. off again. Is, so. There's only so many times you can see a body weight squat perform. I know, yeah, And that's kind of that. I think that's kind of where that went. But I, I can't get bored of seeing them perform properly. But yeah, I mean, I I think there'll be, I think there'll be an initial kind of. Yeah. To use a trendy word right now, there'll be an initial spike of interest. Yeah. So what so I'm going to do is I'm going to sign them all into a, a minimum six-month contract. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, are you going to do something like that? Because we've had loads of people this last couple of weeks asking about our outdoor classes. Yeah. Now, our outdoor classes were obviously limited on numbers, but we've done them with a view that they were for them, in particular, members who supported us. There were a couple of people who basically were not members. Uh, they'd do a pay-as-you-go. And I felt a bit harsh because a few of them have had to say, if there's a space available, and that's only because we've got limited space. Yeah. But then we've had people saying, oh, are you doing a membership while we're on lockdown? Now, I've said no to them because if they don't want to join, I don't want to lose a space for somebody who's a member and wants to train with us. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Just because I, I'm going to say village in open or something, yeah. you know. And some of these people like to go to village because there's a, 
a steam room and there's a sauna, you're never going to get that here. No. But I can't help but think that if we give them a membership and then that means that our class is full, that's somebody who would be a member that's not going to come. Yeah. And because we've had like around that 300 mark of members that have supported the gym yeah. throughout lockdown, so a lot of people it's, it's a lot. How many? About 300. That's students. unbelievable. You know, like for, for us, really, it's been like a, a fight team. Yep. parents how many is it fighting we've got like 15 right. fighters but I'd say some of them have dropped off because of parents are like self-employed and stuff which is fair enough isn't it? You know, they kept it going as long as they could um, and then we've just got a couple of people like keep fitters and then we actually had one or two that signed up that have never been at the gym before that just follow us on Facebook and did you tell us you've got the guy from Armed Forces yeah he's in, he's in Paris yeah yeah. he just, just he, he lives in area, area and he's just followed us on Facebook and stuff and he just messaged me saying, how do I, how do I, well, no, he just went ahead and did it and then messaged me saying, I've just signed up to a membership, I want to support you while you're closed. So that's good, isn't it? They're, they're like proper, you know what I mean? We had some good people, some people at start that offered to pay more. Like the uh, yeah, yes, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I sort of felt, uh, embarrassed probably the right word, it was more humble, but mm. it was a bit embarrassed, because like, I felt a bit like a charity case, even though I know it's not and it won't bend that way. It's like we don't want any extra, yeah. just thank you for working with us. Yeah. But then there were some people that were over, I'm going to say over apologetic, but they're like, I'm really, really sorry, mm-hmm. but I've basically been furloughed now and my wage is oh, down. Don't but, worry. You know, if you earn £100 a week normally, and I know it's not, and, but now you're only earning 80 but you're over into 75 you're not going to pay £15 a month or mm-hmm. £20 a month gym membership, then a quid's a lot of money if you haven't got it. And I can't help but some of those people, they were so apologetic when they didn't need to be. Flip side, when we closed on that Friday, there were some people whose memberships were like a month in arrears. Yeah. So when their payment had come out the following Friday, if what they'd used, and by the Monday they'd cancelled the membership yeah. without even speaking to us. And I think, you know, at least pick up phone and tell us what you've yeah. done. Because they're the ones that I just think, probably the first ones wanting to come back. Yeah, well, I, I've, I've spoke to you before, I had it because we had, um, when it was leading up to it, there were rumours about this coronavirus, and I was just like, ah, it's floating around. <laughs> I would say, yeah. And then, like, the one at parents, like, sort of messaging me saying, so, 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 don't want to come down to Jimmy, scared of catching coronavirus. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. So I'm going to cancel his membership. I'm like, oh, right, okay, no worries, it's fine. This was like two weeks before we actually got told, and then obviously the Friday, it was like, boom, shut. But then, like, they've seen, we've been doing stuff with boxers outside, like, oh, can so-and-so join in this and this? And I'm like, yeah, but you, you wanted to cancel before, because you were scared of catching coronavirus, you know, but it's, uh, it's hard, isn't it? Like you said, they're the ones that... Do you just re- Sorry, Joe, do you just realised, like, obviously, I don't know if camera will go, camera, if Mike will go in, but we haven't really been given much notice about opening. No. For me, the, no. I know there's lots of rumours about us opening on Twitter. We were given no notice about shutting either way. And I know it all happened. It were, it were about that. Yeah. I remember it. What girls only session was just done. Friday night. Me, me and Graham were in. And Lucy had actually just done session. She just wanted to train. And then I think Graham looked at his phone and we're like, have you seen news? Like, gyms have to shut. And it were like there, there and then. Mm-hmm. Bang. We normally, have, we normally open on a Saturday and that. And it were like, we had no... We can't obviously we had an inkling, didn't we? But it were a bit like... It would, for me, if they, if they knew on Friday night they were going to do it without... Boris bashing, but if they knew Friday night they were going to do it, they knew Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, definitely. And it's been spoken about. And the bit for us, I'm sure you would say, but when it happened Friday night, we came up here, didn't we? Um, And the phone didn't stop. And it was like, we had no chance. It was like, you need to shut as quick as possible. So everything that we planned for that weekend, we had to stop. We did lend a load of kit out, which ultimately kept a lot of income coming for the gym. 
but it left us no time to do that. And I think if, if we were going to shoot on the Friday, if they'd have said on the Tuesday, Wednesday, it'd have given us a stage to be able to do it properly. And I just hope they don't do the same when it comes to reopening. Yeah. Because if they say to us on the Friday, you can open Monday, it's not as actually simple as that. No. We, I don't think people realise we've not even been given any guidelines yet. That's another, yeah, that's a big yeah. thing. Guidelines. Because, I mean, I put hand sanitising stations in, and but I mean, we're a lot smaller than your gym. Like, are we going to do a social distance in my gym? Yeah. If we do, we'll be about six people. Do you know what I mean? Even with socially distanced, I'd question now, if you're in your gym, you'd be at a social distance more than you can in Asda at the moment. Well, so yeah, because people are doing what they want. I went in last week, yeah. the first time I'd been in, we had, we've done online shops and stuff, and I went in, I couldn't believe it. It's just, if the virus is contagious, as they say, Asda's going to be the biggest breeding ground for it, because yeah. everyone's turned into an idiot, mm. fighting over stuff and passing you on different ways. There's no socially distanced stuff going on there at all. Bit of an heads up would be nice though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like this is this has been my point lately. Is they all knew on fourth, didn't they? Pubs, barbers, hairdressers, they all knew that they could open and we haven't been given any any hint. And well, I just hope they don't just drop it on us and like, oh you can open up Monday, but like uh, Well see uh, the back you know backstory for that thing that happened on radio the week with us. So we I tweeted him because we, we did you see that document from UK Active from me? Did you my yeah, that, that's quite an old document, it, isn't it? It was so UK Active wrote this thing that was then given to Public Health England and it was a basically their their best practice guide for reopening gyms. So that's the only official documentation that it was all about two metres and space and stuff. Now that's clearly gone out the window because of you can see what's happened in pubs. Yeah. So that is the only document we've got which is currently wrong. So Radio One, we I tweeted them about opening of gyms, saying if they're opening pubs, when are we getting given notice? And they got in touch and said, can you give us a number, we'll call you. And the woman said, we've been told that the gyms are opening on the 4th. We want to have an interview from someone who owns a gym, someone who's from a chain gym like a David Lloyd, and somebody who's from a pub, and we're going to do different like news, th mm. three-minute interviews on each. So we'd done interview, didn't I? I did it walking in here, we had to do like a tour, tell them what we'd done around distancing and stuff. And uh, it was meant to be for like the 12.45 news bulletin. At half 11, she messaged and said, they've changed their mind. Now, I don't quite understand, but I think that the BBC get given privy to what's coming so they can right. prepare new stories. She said that they'd done this because of what was coming and it changed overnight and they didn't know why. Now they messaged us back and said that they believe that it's going to happen on the 20th. But again, we saw how quickly it changed last time. So I don't know if that'll even happen on the no. 20th. But we haven't been given guidelines. So we've had a couple of people approach us about buying these glass, not glass screens, perspex screens like 100, 150 quid a piece from, but I don't even know if we need them. Now, if the government say you can open on 20th and tell us on 18th, we ain't got time to get them. And if we did need them, we'd need loads. Yeah. yeah. And, and and like, unfortunately, with the with the structure of our business and stuff, like, without any grants or anything like that, where are we going to the bill? Well, well I, yeah. I, sorry, I priced up roughly how many we'd need when I were in yesterday, and I reckon you'd need 30 because you've got a partition mm -hmm. each side, so you're talking up, well, three and a half grand's worth of perspex screens that we may or may not need mm. that makes it really difficult how do you do that with sparring or boxing we, we can't i don't know how we're going to do it but, but what what gets me is like the you know professional boxers are training and the, the elite great britain fighters yep. are training they're sparring doing pads everything so i'm kind of thinking well we must be allowed to by the time we reopen we must be allowed to do that yeah that's what i'm kind of thinking how can they do it at, I think that's the most confusing thing is yeah. we're all guessing yeah, like yeah. we're all we having to guess and i understand that because to play a little bit of like advocate like 
we've we've never had to deal with anything like this before. The government have never had to deal with anything like this before. So to kind of, I know everyone's guessing and everyone's looking, and I I was I was never a believer that we were going to open on the fourth, simply because we knew the pubs and restaurants were opening, and the need to gauge the impact that that's having, and unfortunately because of a I'm going to say minority of individuals like obviously certain pubs in certain areas have had to close you know there's like and there's like these mini outbreaks like, mini lockdowns yeah, and stuff and, you want, yeah, seen, and, yeah. and it's um, and that's the only thing really that I think the reason that we probably are getting noticed or if we were given a reason to why we're not getting noticed is because they don't know they don't know if the pubs reopening is going to have an effect on this our number or, or whatever it is but and that that's the frustrating thing because obviously you see so much conflicting data information and that's the thing like there's data from one side saying you know face masks don't do anything there's data on the other side saying they do there's data saying that it's not contagious there's data saying it is and it's really hard like especially in your game jack like working with the younger population where they've said oh well there's a lot lower risk for the younger population and then looking at our situation with the gym where we've got such a, a varied demographic, you know, and I can't help but think like there's got to be an element of, we've got to be allowed to use an element of common sense. But you, you know, know, rather than us people use, have got to be given the, the credit to use their own common sense. I was going to say that's the thing that for us, uh, a gym or a pub not, shouldn't necessarily be responsible because as grown people, you, we should be able to. If I know that my wife, for example, was vulnerable, I wouldn't go out and go to a gym or whatever. If I knew there was a chance I could take someone home, but if I feel that in my environment everybody's okay, I should be allowed to make that decision. Yeah, I, I've always thought that from the beginning. Like I just think, you're adults, or you know, all right, kids are coming to the gym, but it's the adults' decision to send them down. Yeah. They know what's out there. They know this virus exists. If they want to come to the gym, which a lot of people do. They want to come because they're bored, so they do want to come down. Why can't they come down? You know, especially when we reopen. How, how, how far do we have to go with, with, with guidelines and stuff like that? Because it's same when you walk into a boxing gym before this this virus. It's like saying I want to come boxing, but I don't I don't want to get punched. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's probably going to happen. <laughs> you come into a boxing but, gym. But these flu viruses, you know, if you remember back to November December, they shut a load at schools down for what they call the deep clean. Well, that's never, ever happened in my life. I I believe that that was something to do with this because that's never happened I thought before. that schools got deep cleaned anyway. Yeah, the fact that they had to <laughs> shut it down to do it. But you think how much bacteria and stuff. But then, weirdly, you see some of the doctors that have come out and said, we need that bacteria and we need yeah, those exactly. to actually help our immunity. You know, the reason that you know, we've got antibacterial wipes and everything now, we didn't have that as a kid. My mum had the same yeah. cloth that she used for dish and wiping it down as long as it looked clean. But you didn't really pick up these illnesses anymore or any less than you do now. So having bacteria has got to be good for your immunity. And I'm not saying that everyone wants to go out and catch COVID, but there has to be a level of interacting with other people helps with bodies. Those, uh, we, we joke saying that coronavirus is probably created in the corner of our gym. <laughs> <laughs> so they've just been clean for the first time in three years. I'm going put a new floor in that. <laughs> I, I when, when I lived with, with the lads for six years, like the only clean room in the house was mine and one other lad's bedroom. Other three lads were disgusting. And uh, the, we reckon there's no chance we'll ever catch it because the immunity that we've got yeah. having lived there. Absolute solid. Yeah, just rock solid. There's no danger of catching out. But, but if they're going to open schools for me, 
you can't keep kids socially distant. So no. if they're doing that for me, especially with your younger fighters, yeah. I would say to parents, if you're out with it, we'll bring them in. Yeah. And I think that they need it because I think everyone's had peaks and troughs. I'm in a bit of a trough at the moment because I just want to get going and have a bit of normality. Yeah. And kids at same, they're going stir crazy. I was opposite. It was the beginning. The beginning of lockdown was, I mean, I, I kind of bummed around like a teenager. I just stayed in bed till 11. I was just so like, I had zero drive. And then it was only, only through kind of external influence. I just kind of like snapped out of it. And then, yeah. And what you want, and then went nuts. <laughs> Thinking, yeah, in the beginning, I kind of like felt a bit of relief. I felt like I'd, I'd absolutely hammered it, you know, for so long, so many years, like, and I, and then I just, and especially a lot of things that have been happening recently, recently, it just meant I could kind of like hide away a little bit and just step away from it. I didn't even go down to the gym a lot in the beginning until I started doing it up. It was like I just completely shut myself off for it, apart from the people. Yeah. I tried to stay in touch with people, but I won't bother for. Going down, I thought I'd work my nuts off for you three years. For two weeks. Well, yes, I just got hammered it, guys. Thing is, it was weird for me because I, I mean, it was, it, it was a little bit, um, without putting a down on it, it was a little bit the opposite for me because I just felt like it. Well, what else? What else can? What else can happen to me? Like yeah. in space, like I've not had the best twelve months, and then like buying a new business, going into business with Chris, um, which is stressful enough, um, and then. But moving, moving my business that were kind of just ticking over, moving my business into a massive building. Taking a risk. And um, taking that massive risk. Yeah, you know, like, shutting down. Yeah, clear. I think I've been a close. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but like clearing out personal savings, you know, you know, yeah. limiting my own income, you know, dropping income for a certain amount of time and then renovating a gym to a level where you're still not proud of it and you still kind of you've got so you know it's got so much more potential and then just being yeah. told oh you, you've got to shut and you, mess- you, you mentioned it earlier Joe about like money and like the income like the, the business and stuff so like you've gone through this period now and then you've had to completely shut so there's no coming in and then like I, I even tweeted <laughs> Boris Johnson even though he wouldn't looked at it I was like fair enough you're not opening gyms on fourth but what, what we're doing about money because yeah. like yeah. We've got, we've got, you know, we've got a grant at the beginning because we were small enough to get it. I know you guys struggled to get anything. Not ideal, yeah. We ended there like money only lasts for so long when there's nothing else coming in. I mean, the only thing that we have massively benefited from, and thankfully Chris were on this right from day dot taking over this business, and that's um, making sure that every everyone were on payroll and making sure we managed to make use of the furlough scheme. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only that's the only kind of bit of silver lining apart from the fact that I've used. The last nine ten weeks to do some renovation and DIY, but that that's the only real thing that that we've had that's been it's a benefit. Do you know the bit that I, when I look at the rent scheme, I think that I'm a big believer in honesty. Now I'd rather say the government come out and go, we don't think you can open on twentieth. There's no guarantee it's going to be first of August. If it changes, we'll let you know. It's I'd, the ra- I'd, I'd rather know that. It's yeah. the radio silence that gets me, and I say that I said it at the start about the build up to being shut down. Give us 72 hours notice, not 24 hours yeah, notice. Yeah. Even if things change, you know what I mean? I understand things out of the control, it's they're not knowing. And I had a bit of a, a weird chat with Tasha and Beth actually, because they didn't agree with me. At the start, I used a word that I didn't mean to. I said, I felt emasculated, it wasn't the right word. But what I was trying to say was I felt helpless because yeah. both of the businesses right, went dead and yeah. just stopped. And because of unfortunate timings, I couldn't furlough myself in that situation. 
and if anything it was going to cost us money mm. so you look at that's for March so my bank balance has gradually gone and I thought I don't know what to do I even looked at one point going I'm going to be an exec Uber driver <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought no fucker's going anywhere anyway and actually if there is a virus out there I'm going to end up catching it you know but it was the fact that I couldn't do what we've always done which is go out to work and make money and ultimately money makes everything you know you need money just to survive awesome. and when you're hemorrhaging money I found it really really difficult and it took me about three or four weeks to get my head around that in terms of right okay we're not going to make money but we can come back from it stronger and I think that people want to come to gyms and people are going to want to get fit because if all else with this virus let's be honest you are more at risk of not just this but everything if you are unhealthy mm-hmm. and I think that the government have maybe missed a trick and I don't want to they've talked about those that are vulnerable they've never said what vulnerable is now that could be that you've got breathing issues you've got asthma or anything else but do you know what I think they should have said is if you're obese or you've got massively overweight or you've got certain health issues don't have to be you can be physical do you know what I mean I think that the government should have said if you are physically healthy you've less chance of getting something that's going to hurt you mm-hmm. and that would drove people to come to your gym and our gym yeah. You know, and look, well, I'm certainly carrying a bit of weight, but I'd like to think that I'm relatively healthy. Yeah. But there's some people who are laid up news and she, it was horrible. She said, oh, my sister's been took in, she's got COVID, she's healthy, you wouldn't have thought they were all wrong with her. The lady was probably 20 stone. Uh, yeah. And I thought that the news reader was never going to say, she might be seen healthy, but being at 20 stone is not healthy. No. Unless she's seven foot two. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we, we could keep banging on about the argument all day long, couldn't we, about, yeah. the, about the health and the fitness and like why why the gym should be open. And I don't think, like you say, they haven't they aren't acknowledged that. And another thing that the government haven't acknowledged and something that they didn't do years ago as well is they've opened the pubs and the restaurants and stuff. And obviously, it's obviously down to money. It's, yeah, down, yeah, it's, yeah. Down, it's down to putting the money into the economy isn't it? because the pubs are going to bring more money in than what yeah. gyms are. 70% levy on a keg of beer, for example. Yeah, but what about the knock-on effect that that's going to have on policing and stuff? Yeah. Because people are going to go out, they're going to carry on like they do, fighting, police need to be there, and, and, and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas a gym, especially like, say, like ones like, like mine that have young people coming in and it's keeping people active and it's... it's and out of trouble. And out of trouble, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, it's like, it's as if they're just forgetting about that long-term... It's about money at the moment. Well, so, and I understand that because at the end of the day, the government, I do think they've done some good stuff, like the whole furlough scheme was really good, but I don't think they had a choice. So if you were the government, if they came out and said, do you know what, we would love to open it all, but we've got to stage it, and we make a load of money off a keg of beer, we've got to do that to get the economy going. Yeah. I'd understand yeah, it, fair but enough. just be honest with it. Yeah. But the flip side of that is some of the lads who train with AVT, so they're, some of them are professional fighters, as you know. Yeah. Uh, they're flying out to Abu Dhabi tomorrow for USC. Which so Danny Mitchell uh, has to fly to from Manchester to Heathrow tomorrow, meet up with UFC. He has to be in a hotel room on his own for two full days, not with anyone else on his own. Yeah. He's not allowed to leave the room, he's got to have room service. After two days, he gets tested as he goes in and as he comes out. But then, on, I think he said there's 48 of them on an entire plane to fly to Abu Dhabi, yeah. right? Nobody else on the plane. <laughs> when they land in Abu Dhabi, they get tested again. If they test positive, they to come home. Oh if they're God. not, they go. They then have two more days on his own in a room. Yeah. So that's four days in total in isolation. So that Mark, his fighter, can fight a week on Saturday. Right. So he's got to go through all that. So I'm talking to some lads who've had to be brought into the training camp to train for Mark. Because if you're a professional fighter, yeah. it's great saying you can fight. You need sparring partners. Of course you do, yeah. 
But the problem is they've got is every time they leave, in theory, they need to be tested every time they yeah, come back. Yeah. So it becomes this, how do you manage that? And one of the lads was saying to me that he got offered to work on doors last weekend and he said it would nearly double the money what they'd normally yeah, get. He said, yeah. But he refused because he couldn't do it because he didn't want to risk affecting what was happening with that camp. Yeah. He said, but the other thing is that the, the process they've got is if there's any trouble or a disturbance, they have to make sure they have the mask on. You're joking. Yeah. They have to make sure they have the gloves on. And if they've had close contact with someone, they have to make sure that they get the name and address so that they can do this search. And he said, you tell me who's going to want to do that process. Yeah, after you've chinned you know, them. After you've chinned them. Yeah. Stop being an idiot. By yeah. the way, can I have your name and address just in case you've got COVID? It's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to work. <clears throat> and I know there were fights at weekend, and you're always going to have idiots first weekend out, but... There were no social distancing there anyway. When you saw pictures of weekend, were they? Well, it's gone out of window anyway, and it, all these protests that have been going on, and then the, yeah. in shopping in, in um, Asda and what have you in, in supermarkets, social distances went out of window ages ago. I think Asda's the scariest place going for social distancing anyway. Because I've tried up there, in Bailey. Is it bad? Mental, absolutely mental. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I don't want to offend anyone by saying this, but it's like it's, it's kind of like being in a different country up there anyway, with right, different okay. mixtures of you know where people have come from, and they kind of like got their own laws. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So they kind of do what they want. Right. But that, I mean, that in itself, there, it's about um, the, the word I've wanted to have from start with consistency, and I don't think that things have been consistent at the moment. Uh, the messaging that we've had, not getting noticed, and that's why. I'd love to say, I mean, look, Joe, Jack, you said yesterday, loads of people messaging you going, is it right you're opening on 20th? If that's, we knew, we, if we knew yeah. we'd say, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, nobody knows. And there were a guy on from David Lloyd, uh, Jim's on Radio 1 yesterday, saying exactly the same. Now, I don't know how many Jim's David Lloyd have got, but they're quite a big organisation, yeah. you know what I mean? Lots of them. If they don't know, we're not going to know. We're definitely not going to know. The thing is, let's just use them as an example, David Lloyd. Like, you're allowed to play tennis. So you're allowed to play tennis. David Lloyd's is generally a tennis centre. So it's like, so what? Have they just got part of their building open? Have they yeah, got all yeah. of their building? You know, like, oh, you, you can go play tennis, but you can't go into the gym. You can't well, go. well, that comes back to this consistency thing, because if you think that, I think cricket starts tomorrow, but they wouldn't allow cricket to take place. Well, if ever there was a sport to be socially distanced, cricket, yeah. cricket's about as much as they get. And I, I don't know if it were Boris or somebody else had said that the hurling the ball down the creeks was going to be like hurling a ball of virus. What a load of rubbish. Honest to God, do you know what I mean? It's, and that's the consistency that I yeah. think that it's just gone lacking and, and made me question so many things. Mm. But, you know, the Tash, uh, my missus had some stats the other day and she showed us and it were from some schools and it was about the increase in uh, mental health referrals. Yeah. And I think that that's the bit that th there's going to be... Uh, a knock-on effect that I, I don't believe the government will ever let us truly see yeah. of what this has done to certain people. Yeah. Well, I've just put, I've literally just put in a funding bid with our council, with Kirk, Kirk, the Kirklees Council. I'm hoping that we'll be open for like the, the, the summer holidays, you know, like in August. So I've just said I'll put on sessions every day for pe young people aged between 6 and 18. Um, and the main reason being because of the, the time that they've had away from school, young kids are going to be struggling for that, that, that social interaction. So I've said one of the goals of that, not just boxing and keeping fit, it's actually keeping up with relationships and meeting people yeah. and speaking to them so that when they go to school, they're, they're prepared for it because they've been sat at home with their mum and dad for three months. Well, I don't think I'm breaking any confidentiality stuff, but Alice was on a call with her work colleagues, which are schools and some people in like the, the I'll say the health services, uh, you know, social health services. 
they will comment that they've never seen as many cases of lads falling out as they've had. So without sounding too journalistic, a lot of the time it's girls that bicker, yeah, lads, lads have a fight and then make days with. after. And I think that what's happened is lads have found it so difficult because first of all, if I take my lad, his testosterone started to kick in certain changes. His interaction for a long time was just on PlayStation. He was struggling to release that energy that'd go. The amount of bickering and falling out that's happened. And when he has met his mates, there's been a couple of fights that I don't think had normally happened and falling out. And I think it's because they were so... Did he win? Yeah, he did. There's, a, there's a backstory to that, actually, which <laughs> but, um, as to what's okay in 12-year-old fighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we have different opinions. But when Tash said that there's been loads of cases reported you know, in her community of the lads having issues, because they're not used to this. You know, girls maybe spend a lot more time on the phone and, you know, without sounding sexist, maybe do a little bit more bitching whereas lads have a fight and then they're a lot of time the mates tomorrow. Yeah. I don't think they've been able to do that. It's really weird bringing this up, not weird, but um, timing-wise, um, I work with, uh, through the gym and, and personally, I work with a mental health group called Mint um, in Morley um, and I got the founder of Mint, Josh, um, he sent me a message yesterday with exactly this, where we've been invited as Mint, and I've been invited from a from a fitness perspective, um, to talk at Leeds College of Engineering, because they've one of the tutors has reached out to Mint because again, young lads and mental health issues, um, just ever increasing all the time. You know, with with and without lockdown, you know, just the the kind of the the pressures. And not just the pressures, but the capacity, because it's it's without sounding harsh. It's, sometimes it's the capacity to deal with stuff that's lacking. It's not the help as much as anything that's lacking. It's some, sometimes some of these uh, some of these lads. I know this was the case with myself, so I can I'm I'm am qualified to say it. It's the capacity to deal with stuff. Like I was a little bit mollycoddled as a kid, so as soon as I got a little bit of a few challenges thrown my way. I kind of buckled and I think sometimes like especially from a training perspective and I know you're like this Jack like you know you you graft and you pay and it pays dividends yeah. and I think that's that has a massive impact on mental health you know when you actually say look well challenge yourself mm-hmm. you know actually challenge yourself to something physical challenge yourself to something mental rather than sometimes allowing things to get on top of you just challenge yourself mm-hmm. and I think that's where we as coaches from a fitness perspective boxing perspective I think we can we can have a massive impact on that, and I'm not saying everyone's in that case, you know, because there's some people that, you know, are going through some horrendous like turmoil. But I think no matter what, I think having access to coaches in a in a fitness, strength, sport environment is massive. Yeah, and that's what should have been physically and mentally. Because I don't know about we 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 own the gym. I can't train at home, and I'm not. So if I if I went in the early days when this was shut completely, I found myself in like a, a not a dark place, but certainly a darker place because I was like I couldn't go up to motivate myself. Mm. Whereas at least if you can get out, and we were lucky because we have come up to the gym and actually done some stuff, and now we're doing a socially distant podcast, of course. Um, but it's like those people who maybe had pressures anyway, and now all of a sudden you don't know if they live on their own. How do those people feel within them? You know that that pressure, it mounts inside your head, doesn't it? And it becomes much bigger than it actually yeah. is. Yeah. And sometimes getting out, like the commute to work, the commute to your gym, the, that commuting time is as, mu- is as important as anything. Yeah. So if, you, if you've got 
somebody, let's say, that does live alone, but they normally train socially, they normally work socially, you know, they have, but, but suddenly now they're working from home, they're living on their own, they're technically self-isolating when they're living like a shielded person when they don't have to, but they can't socialise at the gym, they can't socialise at the work. And that's where we're mentally it's got to yeah, take its toll. It's gonna be it's gonna be horrendous. I mean, I've even said to my clients sometimes, just just pretend. You know, go sit in your car at the normal if you're working from home, leave the house to go sit in your car, even if it's just for five minutes, listen to your favourite song in your car, and then go back in the house to get you out of that frame of mind of working. And I know it sounds really, really daft, but that like a five minute disco in your car. Like yeah. you might normally do on your way home from work because you you're elated for coming home from work it can be massive. It's a big thing in the beginning of lockdown though, you know, because we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know yeah, we were going to yeah. be shut, did we? And like sort of people would say, do online classes or something like that. And I, in the beginning, I was a bit like, well, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to go down that route. Yeah, we might yeah. be open in a couple of weeks, so I didn't know. But then got to the stage where I'll be honest with you, like I was missing everybody, me. And then I started getting messages from parents and stuff, sort of saying, oh, they're missing gym, and so I thought I'll do I'll do the online stuff not just for the fitness side, just so they could all see each other, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. on Zoom and stuff like that. So I think that helped for a little bit. And then I know that when I started decorating gym, I did it on purpose. I put a few pictures on like a story on Instagram and because I knew kids would be looking. So some of parents messaged me, were like, oh, you're down there tomorrow because can so-and-so come and see you? I'm like, yeah, go on then. You know, like, so then some of them, they came down to see me. But as much as, right, that might have been banned, that's not the right thing to do. I'm bothered about their mental health. Yeah. Like I know some of these that did come down to see me need 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 the gym. Do you know what I mean? They need it. So it's, it's such a massive part of their life. Yeah. If they're there for three or four nights a week, two or three hours at a time, because some of them could be fault session. Yeah. Stay afterwards. They're spending as much time there as they are anywhere well, else. What, what, all that time they've got now. So normally they be at school. Yeah. A lot of a lot of our competitive fighters, like you say, they come before and after their own session, so they could be in gym for three hours on a night, and they, they, they could be there from half four. To half six normally or whatever, half seven, depending on what age group they are. And now it's like nothing, everything's gone. Do you know with that one, don't you find that there's two extremes of everything? So I, I fall out with social media big time through this. Oh, I have, yeah. Um, to a certain extent, I don't look at a lot. We use it for work and that's, yeah. I'm trying to just stay focused on using it for that because I feel that it adds fuel to whatever fires inside you yeah, at the time. Yeah, you're but angry also, about something. You end up angry and you know, spitting feathers and stuff, but then at the same time, you read stuff and you can't help but get drawn in and it's an horrible thing it's made me realise like I have screen time stuff at kids phones I don't stop up but I want them to see how much is on it mm. and I think there were a point about three weeks in where my screen time was like nine hours for oh, day that's nine hours of your life well that's yeah. what worked now yeah. some of that was because people were messaging us yeah, made a lot of, fair enough, like, can I borrow this can we borrow some dumbbells and we did loads of that so it spiked but I just thought nine hours that, you know, that, how do I find that back it's such a long time yeah. But then you look at the stuff that you see, and obviously the way social media works, if you've looked at one thread, it follows you to another. You get in that hole, don't you? You, you end up down this rabbit hole yeah. of the whole world's against me. And I'm, I can't help but think, you know, some of the stuff without getting into BLM and everything else, because I don't want to get controversial. <laughs> That'd be another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't help but think some of this has come through. It's, you know, people's frustrations, justified in a lot of cases, is because everybody's been in the same situation. And it's just fueled the fire yeah, that was absolutely. probably already there, but maybe to an extreme that wouldn't have happened before. Yeah. And I'm not qualified enough to say whether that's a good or a bad thing, but I just think that the world has become 
such an unusual place that none of us are equipped to talk about. Really strange. I spoke to um, um, like a, a judge not long ago who deals with like young people's sentences, and I was talking to her because I knew she'd done a lot of stuff in her community, like a bit like what we're doing. So I wanted some advice from her and maybe we're working together. And she highlighted like years ago when the government cut um, money, you know, for like young people's like like youth clubs and stuff like that. And the knock-on effect that's having now. Yeah. So you've got like 19-year-old lads, 20-year-old lads that are out causing havoc because they didn't have that sort of them clubs when they were 10, yeah. 11. So she say, she said to me on the phone, she says, I'm worried about the knock-on effect that this is going to have in five, six years, you know, this this period of time now, yeah. where young people have got all this anger or whatever, or they're not getting that social interaction. What was that what's how's that going to affect them further down the line? I thought really interesting listening to well, let's just talk say about one of those people then hasn't had that this you know chance to come and uh, release their energy in a boxing gym and then throws a punch when maybe they wouldn't have done if they'd been and that's not to say it's right, but you can cause someone damage and that yeah. kid falls its head on a curve. Yeah. All of a sudden you've then got a poor kid who's lost his life and the family that's destroyed. You've then got a kid who's done something that he'll never be the same because of what's happened. And ultimately, that's somebody in a system, and we know that once people get into that process and that system, it's really, really difficult mm-hmm. to get out at times, isn't it? Yeah. But I think with, with with you know media, it's been important. You think that I saw what happened with some kids, and certainly with Beth, when she was on Zoom, she couldn't have got any further away from camera. Yeah. Right? So yeah. she she were like talk about social distance. She was about eight meters away from camera, <laughs> but as she did it more and more, I think they all became more comfortable. Yeah, they did. So yeah. that was a positive that came out of this time. Yeah. Different, different ways of communicating because I'd leave them I'd say because with Zoom you could you could leave one of them the host and I'd just say do you all want to sit and chat because they probably don't want me there all the time yeah. it's same in the gym you know that they don't want you listening to everything so you just sort of stand away let them crack on you know what I mean so I just did that with Zoom and I think at least they got a way of sort of talking to each other because yeah. I'd normally be doing that in the gym I think they're the, missing out on that they're missing out on it but I also think that what you've just said there about kids uh, the mental health thing, we'll never know the true effect of what's happened. Mm. Uh, even physical health, you know, I'm unfortunate enough that a, a good friend of mine's uh, 10 weeks late for uh, uh, some cancer being removed, yeah. and it looks like that 10 weeks things have magnified to a point where they're not allowed to remove it. Yeah. And he said to me the other day, I'm really, really angry because he said, I knew I were up against it. I feel like this has given me no chance at all. Yeah. Um, now, that, how many people. That's horrendous, isn't it? And he knows what it is. He's got a four-year-old and eleven and a twelve, yeah. and he's not even been given the chance, which he already knew was going to be a massive uphill battle. Yeah. He's relatively he's forty-three. He's not in no age, and the delays around getting seen from start to finish mm-hmm. have, have taken his chances not away, but certainly added to it. Yeah. How is that not a priority? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and that's the stuff that I look at and go. As we said right at the start, everyone as a human should be allowed to make their own decisions, and you live by those decisions. Because if you do something wrong, I think we can all sit and go, I fucked up there. Yeah. But if you're not given that chance to do it, that's not a good position to be in. Mm-hmm. But here's a curveball into lighting it up. What's, what's the thing you're looking forward to most? I'm like just, when normal comes back. Do you know what? I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to just seeing people. Do you know? Um, I'll be honest, I've been doing a little bit of training with one of the coaches. Might have been in June, might not have been in June. <laughs> but I'm not going to say it because I might get locked up for it. But... he's doing my noodling training on my own and we're doing his noodling training on his own so it's just when you've got people around you I always like training around people I don't really like training on my own I like like going to classes I like like being around people I'm used to boxing gyms being being in a gym around people 
So that's what I'm missing. I'm missing. I sit in my gym, it's dead. Do you know what I mean? It smells too new. It's got new rubber floor and it smells too new. I want it smelling of sweat. Smell I want, sweat, I want yeah. blood at walls again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I want that. I want that, that atmosphere. That's what. That's what I'm missing. I don't even want that big influx in the beginning. I don't. I'm not bothered. You know, people will be saying, "Well, you need to get that money," and I don't care. Do I just, just want your regulars. I just want the regulars. I want to see the people that I've, that I've trained for the last three years, three or four years. I want. I just want them. Do you know what I mean? New customers. That's good. Yeah, but if they're going to stick to it, but I just want to see the people that I've spent so much time with. That I haven't seen for the last three, four months. Yeah. That, That's what I'm looking forward to. And per- personally, I thought I'd be rushing for a pub. I love going to a pub with lads, you know. Sometimes it's it's such a. I'm, I can't say I'm that bothered for it right now. No. Um, it'd be nice to go, but for me, I want to go to a pub and stand at bar with technical and mates. I don't want to go and have to socially distance and so on. So I, I think I'm willing to wait for pubs to have a level of normal for me. I think you've got comfortable drinking at home. Too uncomfortable. Yeah, I've had a beer for two weeks now. I've been off it for a while now. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it, it's when weather's yeah, nice. Me too. <laughs> a long time, you know. <laughs> but you know what, weather's nice. Yeah. Look, I'm lucky enough we've got some nice neighbours and we've put a, a cat flapping fence at one yeah. point. You fold it down and... We, you know, the, did the, you the, wipe it down after and stuff? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and we're all socially distant at all times as well. Plastic screen. But it is. It's getting people in gym and actually having a laugh because I think those first couple of weeks of people being able to come in, even though we know, well, we, no, we don't even know that. We think it's going to be reduced numbers. So me and Joe have been looking, and we think twenty five people at the time. Yeah. Which is still be quite busy in here, but we just hope that there's a tipping point financially because. We just said we've had 300 members who carry on paying and we have generally busy time first thing on the morning at six o'clock then it'll drop off then nine o'clock it gets busy dinner time it gets yeah, busy that's the and then thing. evening yeah that's difficult so we've got to look at it from a numbers perspective and this is what's not helping us at the moment is we don't know how many members we need to be able to come in to a certain hours to make it financially viable yeah. because if we have to take everyone off furlough and start paying bills like as electric will go up and all those other bits but if we were to run at 50 percent capacity our tipping points at about 75% of our turnover to make a profit. So if we only operate at 60% of our normal revenue, it means we're making a 15% loss. So I don't know those exact numbers yet because again, that's what we need our government to tell us. But I'm excited for it, but I'm also nervous because I can't help but think that if we have to open on reduced numbers and capacity, financially it could put more pressure on us than we're in at the moment. And the fact that we've had to, we haven't got a go-ahead for launching the systems that, like our membership management company, have been really proactive. Yeah, they have. And they, they, like, they've set up. And I mean, I'm saying that it's been really proactive. I mean, we we pay for this service, you know, and and any upgrades, you know, eventually, I, I'm not, I'm not kind of mincing my words but you know there'll be a cost accrued yeah, to these, if, to if these cost, yeah, cost, but, yeah. but the thing is the fact that we've got these now where you can see you can just look at the app and see how many people are yeah, training at that brilliant. time yeah. you know you can book a session on the app and all this kind of stuff like it's all well and good having those provisions in place but they've been set up again in guesswork yeah. like we might need it we might not Same, we I might mean, be paying for yeah. a service that we actually don't need we might be you know we might Again, like Chris said, we might we might be able to open. We'll be fortunate if it's twenty five people. If if we can only if we can only take twenty people at a time, again, like we're not going to be able to bring every member of staff back, which then means we're not going to be able to open and match the hours we were doing before lockdown. Yeah, because we were thirteen and a half hours a day. You know, through a week. 
68, wasn't it? That's 68, of course it is, yeah. For opening, yeah. So at that point, that's, you know, and you think about staff covering at your busy times, yeah. what we think will end up happening as well is you've got to have people that can clean the stations, so that means you need somebody that's going to be on the desk. And so the knock-on effect of trying to balance you've it out. to pay them, and then you've got to be not bringing the money in to pay them. And, yeah. yeah. And even like your other revenue streams, for example, like we, obviously we've just tried to open this coffee shop. The space that's there is going to be difficult, so I don't think we'll be able to ex- you know use that immediately. So your other revenue avenues have become quite difficult. Do you get to the stage where you just think, do do we stick as much to legal law because what's everybody else doing? Do, so do you just think, do we open, crack on? Is anyone even going to sell anyway? Are we going to get a knock on well, door? That's the thing that you see. People uh, are saying it's not law anyway. Yeah. The only the only frustration, sorry to talk over you, but the only frustration with that then is then does that then become an insurance issue? That's another thing, you know, insurance, and then, yeah. And then right. it's sort of like so if <laughs> are the insurance companies treating it as a law? Are they gonna yeah, are they gonna come and they sticking to the guidelines to the absolute level? They're using guidelines you know, they are. So, so that yeah. that then has a knock on effect that you kind of say, Well look, like we can't we can't stretch or bend or yeah. manipulate because end it there so then but then again it all has a knock-on negative effect to the members because i'm quite happy to spend 10 hours here but i'm not happy to spend 10 hours here teach five classes teach all that and just be the only person on site because again we don't know the guidelines we don't know if we're gonna have to be taking people's um we don't know if we're gonna have to update people's um membership profiles on the system when they first walk yeah. in we don't know if we're gonna be screening forms we don't know if we're expected to take temperatures. We don't know if we're expected to do all this stuff at the door. But then obviously then these same people will still need a level of service in the gym. So again, so if, if, it's, if it's a one man, if, if you're a one man band, you know, again, it's like, how, how can we, how can we do it without having some, some notification in advance so that we can say, right, well, you know, X, Y, and Z person, you know, they need to be notified in writing that they're going to be, unfortunately still on furlough you know x y and z people are going to be right we need you back at work we need you ready we need you this we need to that you know we need the correct ppe for that member of staff we need all this sort of stuff in advance so again coming back to that point if we get told oh you can open tomorrow it's not viable for us no it's it's not that easy is it i probably won't be opening tomorrow if i get told that (laughs) simple i'll open when i want now and it just went when we're ready when we're ready that's the thing we keep getting, like I said to you before, because I keep getting messages from people, like, I saw some yesterday yeah, on your is, socials. Is it this day? Is it that day? And I'm like, you know more than, you must know more than me, because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and we, then, we do. We're going yeah. by yeah. guesswork, are That's another thing that it's hearsay. Yeah. You know, I do think that... No, that's another, yeah, it's just another thing that... It's just somewhere else, and that's why social head. media so does you edit. Yeah. And everything's there that you think, oh, well, but it's one of them things that enough people say it, everyone thinks it's the truth. Yeah, start believing it. Yeah. As I say, when there was this supposed thing on the fall, the bit that I got was, we knew pubs were open on the fall because Boris had actually said it, and we'd actually spoke to Public Health England who said, at the moment, gyms and leisure facilities and pubs are being classed in the same bracket. Yeah. So by process, of, you think, okay, well, we must be linked to that. Yeah. And then when you've got an organisation that you you know ultimately supports the government, the BBC, saying you're going to open, I got so excited because I think there's no way this is going wrong and it shows you that the BBC ringing goes they've changed their mind mm. that's how quick it's happened so I just think until we actually do open none of us know what it's going to look like but back to the exciting you know what I'm excited for Jack's next event that's what I'm excited <laughs> do you know I was going to mention that because I just hope that we get to do one this year 
I, I, I can't see it. Because that's I'll, the Yeah, concern. I, I think it'll be next year now for us. The, the, you know, I'm part of Yorkshire Boxing Committee and I know that there's other clubs that are booking on for this year, but I think they're being a bit... Well, I, I don't know. I think Optimistic. Yeah, optimistic. I just don't think that... I, I wouldn't want to run a home show this year because... All the one, all the guidelines that might be in place, and two, like if something happens at our show and somebody catches it or something like that, I'm liable. I'd rather just wait, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. and, and, and just do three next year or four next year. And do you I know what I mean? Because we don't we don't know what impact winter's gonna have. No, because um, um, obviously with it being a flu virus as well, flu season is winter, so the, there is likely gonna be again the the nerdy scientist in me. The, the, the next spike is probably going to be if there is going to be another is it spike the third it, spike or the fourth it, it, it's going to be winter can I, can I throw an grenade into it real now on this <laughs> oh, go on. Right, I'll ask the question do you believe that what we've been told is as it is and I, I, to, qualify, to clarify I know the coronavirus exists right, or yeah. Covid it, it clearly doesn't there's been people that have lost lives I don't dispute it do you believe it exists in the form that we've been told as in that it's dangerous to everyone and you know it's it's there, or do you think it is just another flu virus? But unfortunately, we live in a world now where the medium is different and it's turned it into something. I agree with that, yeah. Like, I'm not uh, one of my best mates is a doctor, believe it or not. One of my mates, that's you've got a doctor. mate, clever. yeah. Can you believe like, you've got a mate. yeah? I've got a mate, <laughs> and he's a doctor, <laughs> yeah. And he's a doctor, wow. And, and you've got someone who's a policeman as well, yeah. How do you manage that? I don't know. Well, <laughs> you need one on your side, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially at the moment, what's a million of it? Especially when you've got a podcast. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, about your mate was a doctor. Yeah, have you got, um, have you got uh, a lawyer? I, I, I need a lawyer. Sorry, <laughs> 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 go on. I have um, it was, it was obviously very real at the beginning. Like, I know he was worked off his feet. But then, like now, I, I don't know. I don't. I just think it's a lot of things. I think the media have really exaggerated a lot of things, like they have done with a lot of other things recently. Yeah, it's like a scaremongering in some yeah. respects. And, and I think that. And to be fair, I mean, I've been quite open with you as well, Chris, about this. But I think, I think I have latched onto it more fearfully than I would have done if the timing had been different. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And that, and that, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, without without going into it, but like, I'm really worried about my mum. And that's the only yeah, that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so from but a that's your choice as a responsible yeah. adult. So that's yeah. me being me. So like and I've said this all along to my to my mum and to and to my immediate family, like I mean, I didn't go. I mean, obviously, yeah, I've openly said like I've been up at the gym doing the DIY and stuff, but that is the only place I went. I left home, came to the gym. That's the only thing I've not I've not set foot in Asda for thirteen weeks, I've not set foot anywhere else other than the gym and when we've had when we've had um, when we've had to get specialists in for you know electricians plumbers when, when people have had to come in of that sort of nature I've said to my mum well look I'm if this person is coming into the building I'm not going to see you mm. for a week yeah. you know and I've, and I've like made sure and like when I have been to see my mum I've been in the garden I've been so like hyper like just, vigilant yeah just yeah. really like and and that and that's all because my mum's on her own, and it's like and it and that's what that's what scared me. I get that, and that's yeah. your decision. And I think when you get that, that's yeah. where I'm, I'm probably a little bit more. I've I've allowed the media stuff, and I've yeah. allowed, and I'm and I'm thirty nine year old, and you know, and unfortunately, the way the media works is the the the, and you've had this in your family as well, Chris, where they kind of. 
they make a point of when these people are, have struggled with it. Yep. You know, they make a point of when the youngsters have had it, they make a point of when, you know, like the, the average 39 year old guy has it. And then I'm thinking, shit, I'm an average 39 year old guy. You know, and then, and I, and I think I've latched onto it a little bit more in terms of that. And I think I've been on that side of the fence where I've been a little bit more, well, uh, really wary of it and really kind of standoffish with it. And, and, um, and that, that's kind of, again, I think this is where, unfortunately, like, I do feel I've got common sense. And like, even though you've got your opinions on the virus, you've respected my, yeah, you've respected my viewpoint on it, which which, is, which is brilliant. Which is why, like, I think it is an exercise in common sense. Yeah. Whereas what, unfortunately, is the case as we've seen over a fair few years now, it's like you've got to look at the is the population on a whole. Like, if you look at the average intelligence and then think that fifty percent of the people are less intelligent than that. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, that and that's hard, isn't it? But that's, that's, that's some, honestly thing. that final thing I had on that. I can't help but think that some of the scaremongering has been done, and I'm going to really for stupid people, because there are some people who don't have common sense. You can yeah, see yeah, yeah. that first weekend. Do you remember how busy like um, Snowden was and stuff? Yeah. We're having a lockdown, and everyone went and treated as an holiday. Yeah, yeah. And I can't help but think that the media has been putting oh he's doing it, and maybe the government are going we need to make this look worse than it is because. Mm. I'm, I've been speaking to physios and stuff at Pinderfields and Leeds who said, I can't treat you anymore uh, because I've been pulled onto the front line. Yeah. They've never been pulled onto the front line. Right. All of this stuff about PPE and everything going on, she said, I, I can guarantee we've got more than enough to go on with. Yeah. And the physios, even though they've not been allowed to see people face to face, have been doing web sessions, never been pulled onto the front line. Uh, and the lady said we've never got past about 40 to 50% capacity. Yeah. She said, if anything, we've been quieter than we've ever been because we've put people with what they call non-essential treatments on the back burner. Mm. But there's one hospital in Leeds or one clinic in Leeds and it's got 15,000 backlog for non-essential treatments at the moment. Right. So can you imagine how long it's going to take to oh, get 15,000? Because I'm one of them and I've ended up getting in touch with a private clinic who can do what I need for three and a half hundred quid. And I thought, I'm paying three and a half hundred quid than waiting for 15,000 people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To be cleared before I get to them. So I just think, I think we've been brainwashed to a certain extent. I know it exists and I know people have lost lives. I don't want to belittle it. But one doctor who we do know said to us, but the problem is if COVID is there and somebody has died from, was dying anyway, we are putting it down as a COVID related death. Mm. And he says, eventually you'll see that some of the other natural deaths that you get through a year, whether it was a heart attack or a stroke, they will drop off because it's the COVID that's basically coming. Yeah, yeah. And it will show because that's what's happening. And that's the bit that bothers me. I think we've been told something that's not true. Yeah. The media is very, very frustrating, isn't it? I mean, you, we, me and some coaches have been talking and just this year. Like, I mean, what was it? Brexit? Yeah, yeah. Then it was virus. Then it was Black Lives Matter. Like, what's next? Do yeah. You know, like, this, this, they just focus on, like, a big thing at a time, don't they? And it just seems to take over everything. They've always uh, got an angle, though, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 got, it's got to be something religious. It's got to be something religion-based, I think. <laughs> Bloody hell, I Here's my conspiracy theory that China did it, probably let something loose a little bit. Left the window uh, open. Yeah, they left the window <laughs> open on purpose. Did something. And if it's true and everything, if it exists as we believe it is. But look what's happening in Hong Kong without getting all political. And they're then basically taking away their human rights. Do you know what I mean? And I just think, was all this done on some sort of big ploy, some big government conspiracy theory, you know what I mean, to, to get what they want? But that's probably one for another podcast with educated yeah, yeah, yeah. people, not us. So, yeah. 
That's very more intelligent people than me. But I just want normal. I know. I want normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went out for some tea on Saturday night and it was nice. Um, you know, restaurants struggled a little bit, you could see, because what he'd said was they had to in the kitchen be socially distant. So where you'd normally have, I imagine, chefs running around, yeah, yeah, yeah. you almost had to have a chef who prepared a meal or did something and then... Yeah, it's just... And, and it, it, it took a while for food to come out. Food were lovely, it was nice to get out and we had a good laugh and stuff, just four of us. But it took ages for food to come and it were like, this is maybe the new norm, you know what I mean? That yeah. you, you order your starters and you expect it 15 minutes, it's there, it's fresh. One week from us getting in to getting served and eating us for about an hour, which if I were throwing beers down, can you imagine having a stopwatch running? I know, I know. it's a long time for chicken nuggets as well. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's right, But yes, I reckon. You just imagine him sat there like timing it. I know. It's not here. It's not here in two minutes. I know. When it comes to gym opening, when people are bugging him, he'll be like, ah, thank God, straight. These customers are doing my head. I asked him a bit when we were sat there. We were going out for his tea at seven. I'm a creature of habit, so I like to have eaten by six hours. So, so already, already at seven, I'm getting a little bit angsty. And Beth would say, Beth would moan before went, why are we eating so bloody late? Mikey's like, we all get hungry. So we sat down. All of a sudden, you have a little drink and everyone's having a laugh and then you realise, oh, I'm starving here. And Tash said there were a bit where, for ten minutes, we all just got really angry. She didn't like, table could have got oh, tipped arguing over. arguing like, that. Like, food came out, she went, yo, went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was gone in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember that time when, uh, when I got a little bit angry in a restaurant, Chris? Oh, yeah, when you weren't allowed to wear gym gear. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was one of them where I thought, well, what else do you wear then? Well, Joe only wears gym gear. And we went into uh, what we called... What, on? So, <laughs> right, so I was wearing a smart, it was a smart uniform, so I had a hoodie on that were logoed and branded up. It was were a smart... Oh, what it... Yeah, it was. So I was wearing a branded uniform and I wore... I did it might have even been these Adidas pants but they were new. So they were they were like they were I thought, oh I've gone out like smart. We walked into Fazender in Leeds, yeah, you know. Fazender oh. in Leeds. So went in there, I'd never been before, so it I went really bird as well, we were like five o'clock in Yeah, evening. like on the Five o'clock. There were only us in there. One other couple. And the and the no they walked in after us. Oh they did, yeah. So they walked in after us, there were only us and the staff, and this guy came over and there's two points that really narked me. The guy came over, oh, you, you can't eat in here, sir. And I went, why? Well, you wear it, you wearing, you wearing branded sports gear. I'm like, right, okay, there's no one here. I said, and we're gonna be really quick, we're, we're gonna go watch- We'll have to watch James Smith, you know. James Smith talk, yeah. live. Like, oh, right, okay. So I said, I'm, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna be sitting here for hours, mate. I said, I just wanna eat some meat and go. And he won't have none of it. And he said, um, and I'm like, oh. And he said, I'll go get, my manager so he went and got this lady to come and kick us out yeah you know and it was like and i'm like if you're gonna kick someone out do it yourself yeah. you know, do you know like, what that work there so they had a thing of no sportswear now i understand that to a certain extent in a restaurant but common sense there nobody else in the meats were clearly cooked we were going in we said we were like half hour 40 minutes and because of the sports gear, I did, it wasn't a Legion Act football top. Yeah, it, it was nice, a, nice gear. It, it right, was, yeah. He'd come from work and we were going to a sports event. <laughs> it wasn't like you weren't going to get rival football games yeah, kicking yeah. shit out of each other outside. It was, he had some on, and it was like that were where common sense just went out of window yeah. for me. Yeah, but it, you handled it really well. You had to keep me calm. I was just like, yeah, it was one of them moments I thought as we were going out, we were going to tip tables. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did nearly say something actually, but I didn't. 
And then, um, but we ended up going to a better restaurant anyway. Yeah, so we yeah, did. we did all right. And, but usually that's works common sense anyway, isn't it? Usually works out like. And where's the first place you'll go to eat then? If you had to go out for a meal and you could go, what's? Mm, I don't know. Tough one. It's weird that mine's probably for Zender. I just want to go and go into a meat-induced coma. Well, no, you go to where we went. You won't go back. You won't give I them wouldn't. Your money. You're not there. I'll put you won't give them your I, money. I just won't put trainers on. <laughs> I, I love Luigi's in Bristol, mate. Near Jim, have you been? I've never it's been. Tally, no, I know nice. it is. Is yeah, that right nice. on the corner? Yeah. Is that yeah. the one right on the corner? I like it. Because if there's. We, we tend to have takeaways, us. Like, yeah. me and Lucy are a bit like stopping. Don't really. Thing is, if you're out all the time, I like to end up week if we get a chance to go out for four of us because we're all doing different stuff and take us out of this like normal environment because there's normal environments normally quite busy yeah. so it's quite nice to go yeah. somewhere else I see, it as a, I see it as a bit of a chore get you know getting the same. Day, going out we don't really have any going out close either yeah. <laughs> you can get out <laughs> yeah. Get, yeah, we just get kicked out <laughs> for <where they> do. <laughs> I've got like four I mean, training cable and four training cable that's all I wear you don't even like it with Two strike or do you adore them? You know what I mean? They were yeah, really proper, yeah. <laughs> so you had your best trackies on. I had my best trackies on. I had my going out trackies on. I had my going out trackies on. I had my run faster trainers on. <laughs> do you know what? Do you remember? I don't know if you guys, well, you'll be old enough, but you do. But do you remember like going into town and you had to wear trousers? Did that ever? Like I remember going into town and you had to wear trousers and shoes. You could never have wore denim. Yeah. You know, yeah. going out in Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Remember this? This is. It'd have been probably no, late 90s, yeah, 90s early 2000s and I know there's a few years but I was telling Beth that you had to wear trousers so you didn't want to go get like school trousers you had to get as close to a jean yeah. as you could yeah. and I remember going out on a Saturday afternoon if you went out for a few beers then you'd decide you're having a good day and you'd stop out and we'd all run into whatever like CNA or somewhere and buy black socks and we'd be putting black socks over top of his trainers so as you walked in, because if you had trainers on, you couldn't get in any bar in Leeds. Yeah. So you'd go like buy a, a pack of three socks and you'd put them over top of your trainers. And so if they didn't look down, it just looked like you had black shoes on. But then you'd get bouncers that cop on for you. Like, oh, you've got socks on your trainers. No, that's what you had to do to get in. But I think those days have gone. So when you got kicked out of a restaurant, I was like, really? Is it weird though? Like I remember when, because I grew up in that sort of going out in that sort of like thing and then when my, my, my younger brother were going out he was going out in pumps yeah, like yeah. that we'd have yeah, we'd yeah. go like that pumps one, yeah. and Alice band and I'm like mm. what? <laughs> like what's happening? She'd get stopped looking stupid. Yeah. Do you think the, 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 the nightlife is still like that? No. You know because, because I don't really go out anymore mate like I'll go to pubs to pub maybe with lads now and again and then oh, I, I would go on like lads holidays and stuff but I can't remember the last time I went out into like Leeds, you know, for like a proper I've been, proper night. You don't out. have one things change. You remember you used to have like you'd go out and at eleven o'clock pubs had shut, someone could stay up until twelve or more. Yeah. And then you'd have nightclub. Well that don't happen now because all bars were open until two, three, yeah, or four. You're just going so you, it ends up being bars with DJs where you yeah. stay. So I think like, we used to go around town and you'd go in like fifteen different pubs and you didn't know what you'd drunk, but you'd know that you would go, we went there, went there, and you go, we're one beer in each. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a right well, session. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now they'll go and you know, especially if I go out with our lass, I hope she doesn't listen, but, you know, she'll have, oh, she I'll, probably have, was. I'll have one of them cocktails, and it, you're looking at price and going, are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting, waiting for a change out of a 20, and you're lucky if you get out, so, yeah. to be honest with you, I'm quite happy not to go out in town. Just happy with my crate of butter, or my garden, burning. Yeah. Just burning stuff. Yeah, just burning, Dogs. yeah. Burning myself and burning stuff. But, yeah. That's what I enjoyed during lockdown, right back at gym. Yeah, you, some fires that you had, though. Burning rubbish. Yeah. 
But let's just hope that we do get some news. But I, I'm going to put money on. I don't think we'll open up 20th. I think it's going to be first of August. Yeah, I'm thinking August now, Lee. And if no one else, we might put that out on social media to stop everybody messaging saying, you know, when you open, yeah. Yeah. I've had a few frustrating ones. A few fr- frustrating. I mean, ones. I think from the what you mean, because people keep asking you the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. From so a customer yeah. perspective, I think the most frustrating thing I've had is when the customer that won't give you any data. They won't give you a mobile number, they won't give you an email address, they're not on social media. And then they ring you and they say, Why haven't I been told anything about why you show up? Why 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 not you why why not I been I don't know anything, I've not been kept in the loop and I'm like yeah. Well, sorry, if we haven't got your email, if we haven't got your contact details, if you're not on social media, like we're not gonna be able to tell you, yeah. so we can't go house to house to like best part of 600 people just to make sure that we understand that we're shut and that's the hardest thing that's the that's been the most frustrating thing for me as a because i am very client focused you know i am i I try and try and over deliver where i can but you can't always and then when you kind of get somebody that's slipped through the net through no fault of your own and you're just like oh I, i don't really know how to deal well, with this. Weirdly though, but how far do you go with customers? And this isn't on a customer bashing. We've had a couple of voicemails left where people have rung up and said, hey, yeah, just wondering what you're doing about this and other, and left no name or phone number. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know to say. Yeah. And it's like, oh, for Christ's sake. So I know that there's about three people have rung this gym and left voicemails. And look, without some guys sound a little bit older, so maybe they're not those yeah. on social media, yeah. but we've been emailing everyone. But if you pick up phone, at least say who it is or leave us a phone number, because I've got a lot of clue. Yeah. And they'll be ones that moan and say that you haven't kept me up to date. I can't, because I don't even yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you exist. Know who you are. And look, we, still, we can't pick up phone. And like one of the things that with us members, so probably my last point, when a couple of people moan that we've kept the memberships going, but we've probably had, like our memberships are down by just over 50% at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, something like that. Um, which is fair enough, and a lot of people have been really good. But there were a lot of people that um, were borrowing kits, so they said we'll keep paying. Yeah. People were doing classes with Gemma at home. She's still doing two classes a week. We've been doing online yoga. So people have carried on paying for those yeah. services because they're still getting somewhere. <coughs> We've had some people who were really good that said, look, my, my outgoings haven't changed. If anything, I've got more money in my bank. I'm yeah. happy to support you. Yeah. There were a few people that emailed us and said, uh, you've been taking money fraudulently from my account. Why? Because, signed up. Because, and that's the point what I'm yeah. trying to say. We haven't took anything. Anybody who said, can you cancel it or reduce my diet limit, I've done. But they've been saying, well, you should have cancelled it. Gym's not been open. And it's like, if you look at any of the stories, there's email shops that have gone out to people. We've been saying, we'll do whatever you want. Yeah. But if we'd have just turned around and said, we're postponing everybody's memberships, well, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was simple as that. And we, honestly, you saw some of those emails, didn't you? And they were... They were really arsy, and mm. the only thing that I've took from it is we don't know what situation those people are in. Yeah. They could have their own pressures, and they've just lashed out at someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, one thing I've like, well, more than just one thing, but it's been quite a lot. Well, I've had people try and te- try to tell me what to do. You know, and I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah. do you think I'm thick? You know, like I built the gym from nothing. Like you know, I'll get a message in me sort of saying. Fair enough, you know, like you know, you should think about doing outdoor boot camps, and I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm I'm a boxing coach, and boot camps ain't my thing. But you know, if it comes to it, like maybe yeah. I will do down line. But don't worry, I have thought about that. Do you know what I mean? I aren't like just doing it for the sake of not doing it. Obviously, I've thought yeah. about that, and then I've had people say, why don't you do one to ones? 
Oh, my daughter, I've only done them for the last five years. You know what I mean? It's not like something, it's not like something I've never thought about doing. But I'm not doing it because I'm not allowed to be two metres and my one the ones that are boxing. And I don't want some big blokes spitting all over my face when I might when they might have coronavirus, you know what I mean? I might I got a gym, so I wouldn't have to do one to ones. I know, yeah, well basically, yeah, so I've kind of come away from one to ones anyway because I'm managing a gym. And I'm like, I don't need to do one to ones now because I've got a gym that gives me an income. Well the thing is if you started with those one to ones, let's just say it was your fight team. Yeah. Let's just say you did one for Beth. Yeah. And then Harry goes, Well, you've done one for Beth. Yeah, I've got to do one for them. So all of a sudden then you've potentially got fifteen kids. So if you do believe the coronavirus as it is, your risk is increased. Yeah. All of the families increase and everything, so it defeats. But we've had loads of that exactly the same. Yeah. We've had people that were work going on in here and um, at one point there were a fair few cars, but out, out the front. Now, part of that was because there's professional fighters who were fighting out, we've just mentioned, so they had to do it. We had people emailing us saying, can you tell us what's going on at the gym? We've seen a load of cars outside, oh, didn't we? To be fair, I've just been out today to, to take dog out. I skipped out of the podcast to take dog out. And there's one guy sat opposite the gym on his phone again for the second time in two days. Like... And I don't know if he's pretending to walk around being on phone or if he's legitimately videoing the gym. Um, <laughs> I'll give him a phone. I'll give him a yeah, middle finger when I walk up. I don't know, but I was like, do you want to come in? Oh. But honestly, the email of Joe saw it says, can you please tell me what's going on at the gym? I've noticed that there's a lot of cars outside. And it, well, it's something like, are you open? Yeah. Like, he knows we're not open because it's all yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. But there were work going on because we had like, sign writers at back. There were probably four different, five different tradesmen in at different points. Yeah. Plus the professional athletes who are wearing tight to train, but it's the questioning, and the minute that happens, it puts my heckles up, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking tell you anything. Oh yeah, and another one is when I know what other gyms are doing, especially boxing gyms. I know some are open, um, and I'll get like, oh, so and so's open up road, and um, they're doing one to ones and what what have you, and all this, and I'm like, yeah, but they can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Like I'm doing yeah. what I want to do. I'm doing what I think's right and leave them to it. Like, I do not care, because in a few years, I know that we'll probably be further ahead from what they are, because they're just trying to grab 20s and 30 quids, whereas I'm trying to build something well, you know, for the future. Yeah, that's exactly the same principle as why we've not gone out and, and sold a load of new memberships for yeah. the, the classes or the group sessions on the morning. We want that to be for the people that have tried the best to support mm. us over the camp, because that ultimately builds a community. And that's one good thing that's come out of this, the community feel and the messages that we've had. Yeah from some really, really nice members. And some of them are new members as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they've really gone above and beyond. It's made me realise that, like I say, don't give in to what people tell you to do. Stick no, with what it is. And, and, and if you stick to your gut instinct, you don't often go wrong. It's your values, isn't it? Course you, it you've is. got, you have them up in your gym. Well, yeah. you, you have your gym values up and that's it. I've noticed the gym's actually copied my values, you know. Really? They actually messaged me a while ago, and I'm not bothered about saying it. And they said, this, this poster, where did you get it made? Do you mind if we copy it? I like it. And I says, it's not that I don't want you to copy it, but the fact is your values are your values. They should come from they you. They come from you. So our values have been formed by our members, yeah. by the people that train there. Like it's their words that have made them values. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why that's how I've come up with it. And I, I've even done an article with it with Fight for Peace and I sent him the article saying this is how you do it. You know, like I've read books on it and stuff, so I'm big on that sort of thing. And then I noticed they've done redone the they decorated the gym and they've copied some. Is it a local one or? It's 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 in Yorkshire, right. but it's not local to heat to us. But yeah, it's in Yorkshire, and I'm like, 
you're just not you're missing the point of the old yeah, facts yeah, of what yeah. value you're is that you're missing the point and I'm not being lines. funny about it saying poster. yeah yeah and I'm not yeah. saying like you you can't copy it but I the the unique yeah. to you yeah. but that's a lot of big things come out of all this for us is the community feel like everyone a lot of people have backed us and I think you've been the same and yeah. you've, you've had a lot of backing from your members yeah. and it's made me realise that a lot of gyms this is where I think we could come out of this alright so it's a positive for us we've never got out for this you think most gyms work on the premise that 75% of the members never turn up yeah. and I think what's going to end up happening is like with the JD down the road they sold memberships to staff with £5 a month with a view that it's a 12 month contract it's £60 a year if you only go once that's £60 for a session when they open up people are going to go I'm dying to get to the gym and they're not going to be able to get in because they'll assign yeah, that many that you're yeah, talking yeah, thousands yeah. and you're thousands of people in, are if you look at what we've got that 300 are still going some of them don't use the open gym they do classes some are doing yoga we've got you know probably another 200 that are normal members that I'm pretty convinced a lot of them will come back and what it's made me realise is the ones we've got are happy to pay for the service that they get they're not bothered at £5 a month down the road so I'd rather have less members who feel comfy in the gym paying probably a little bit more but they yeah. know that we give a shit about them we know them by the name we yeah. know that we're going to give them a, a grenade bow on the birthday because you know it's nice give them a shout out on social media if you've got a JD gym you are just one number yeah. I think when the gym's open people are going to see that and I it, there's going to be a balancing act because we need the revenue but we also don't want to bring that many people in that would piss off the people who stay with it's us dilution isn't it you don't want to dilute what you've what yeah. you've got I've that, always that's yeah. the thing I've always been big on pricing like that for that reason because uh, like as beginners boxing is like 30 quid a month but that's only two classes a week but if you work it out they're saving a tenner do you know what I mean yeah. if you're coming all the time my point is it's like they'll say yeah but I can go to DW for whatever it is a month and I'm like yeah but you'll be standing on a treadmill for 10 minutes and you'll probably walk out you're getting coached by proper yeah. coaches at our place like Time's you're, never, it. you're never coming in our gym and train on your own you're yeah. coming into a class that everything is based on classes so that is why it's that much so I've always and been big on and it's based on coaching because yeah, they know, right. you, yeah. I know for a fact if somebody that's been to one of your classes sends you a message yeah. you will coach them by that message course, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You, you're paying you're not paying for oh, you're not yeah, paying for the class you're paying for yeah, the coach the whole service and, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. the coach it's the coaching and that and that's what people kind of don't get like yeah. we don't have like bots and automation and all this kind of stuff no, it's we have like you know like the amount of times that me and Chris have responded to a message, like we've responded to the same message and uncannily sometimes we've responded in exactly the same way. Um, or, we've resp- or I'll respond to a message and say, look, you really need to speak to Chris. It's a, it's a membership thing or it's a this, that and other. And then Chris has been like, oh, if it's nutrition, speak to Joe. Yeah. And it's like, but it's that, it's that level of communication. And to be fair, we've said it all along, Jim, in this podcast. The one thing that's annoyed us about this current situation is consistency, yeah. and that's only because we build consistency yeah, yeah, yeah. in everything, you know, that, everything we do. that we do. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we build that in was coaching, yeah. we build that in was clients. We, we, you know, everything's around that. People that kind of live in sort of like anarchy or treat things like chaotically, you know, like they're probably not as bothered about not knowing. But we're bothered about not knowing because we like yeah. to be on it. Yeah, I'm probably more. I'm probably more thinking about. To be honest, I, I am probably thinking more about my members than I am myself. Yeah. About when I'm opening. Definitely. And I'm putting. I'm getting stuff in place like pre-booking classes. We might have to if we're yeah. limited. Yeah, you're have to do that. Probably, yeah, that yeah, yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah, but I'm putting that in place. So and I want it to be right. Am I going back and forth with software thing because I don't think it's right at the moment. 
I'm saying to them, the parents got to, I want it to be where they go on the floor and they just click attend, put the name in, and that be it. It's too long winded, but I, I'm worried about the members, I'm not worried about myself. I'm yeah. like thinking, yeah, it won't be right, this it'll just confuse people too much. So, yeah, I'm yeah, too busy thinking about other people. And it is hard, isn't it? Cause it but it's weird, but I think we have spent a lot of time thinking about other people, but for me, then what if you do that, what ends up happening, you forget about yourself, you neglect yourself, whether it's for your training or your mental health. Yeah. Then something will happen like alcohol will put home. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, what was that for? And it's not actually for that dishwasher not being loaded properly. That's a bad example, but it's for something else. And it's all those other things that you've got to be really careful for our mental health that you're not just thinking about other people all the time because mm. we've got to be here as well. Yeah. So, but it, do you think there'll be any fights this year? Do you think you'll actually get, not necessarily shows, do you think there'll be any boxers this year? I think year? championships. I think that if, if there is anything, I think there might be some championships, like the novices. Um, there were talk that they might redo. They might, you know, we missed out on schoolboys. Yep. So they'll talk about getting the schoolboys in before. Well, that's, the that's, year. that's such a big thing for those kids. Yeah, of course train, it is. It's like, you know, everyone's, well, we spoke about it before, but everyone's had the turn this season. So it, and that's how it goes. You know, like in the beginning, it were Brandon and Harry and Beth. Yep. And then, um, same again, Harry and Beth then. And then it were like, we were ready for his younger ones, like which is what comes at the end of the season. And they didn't get their chance. And it's like they've waited, you know, like they've boxed on club shows, but like obviously they've seen Beth boxing in a national final. They've seen Harry and Brandon do well in, in novices and they want their turn. And, and Raif, even, even Raif, Raif got to box in uni championships. Yeah, course, yeah. But uh, then the younger ones missed out on their opportunity. So they were talk of a, being a schoolboy championships before the end of the year. But again, it just comes down to like, opening done it and are those boxers going to be ready are they I mean if you had them in for four or five weeks you'd get them there yeah I mean like we've been doing outdoor stuff with them and like I can tell they all look alright um, it's just the sparring really it's the sharpness yeah. and, and there's no you can't replace sparring can you no uh, not no. at all and with some of them at the moment as well they're going through that growth like some of them have shot up in like three months and like they will struggle a little bit with the coordination during this period so you've got to like look at that as well and they get a bit gangly don't they do yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it with Harry it was funny like he just shot up and then he, he was like he falling over his own feet when he was sparring and stuff and you got to like look out for that but I yeah I think in my head I'm just sort of thinking maybe it's probably going to be January but like I say, there were uh, some, a podcast I listened to the week and they had an amateur football coach on. Yeah. And he was saying, you can't wait back to, you know, just getting kids kicking ball. And the thing is, you could start football training tomorrow and have a game a week on Saturday. Yeah. You can't do that with boxing. No, because, you, you know, can't. Ultimately. And the other thing is, that what with boxing, and having seen this with Beth, having never really experienced it, you can train and you've got a game every week. Yeah. If that's the same with rugby, with yeah. boxing. You don't get to do it. Every no, it's, sometimes yeah. you've got four or five weeks, mm. and I can't help but think that will there be kids that fall off a wagon with boxing because if there's no end in sight, if yeah. there's never that goal of fighting, having your first bout or having a bout. Yeah. If you said to them it's going to be March next year before you start, would some of them think I can't be asked? Yeah, I think it's a long time. Isn't I it? think they probably would do. Yeah, I think they probably would. You know, if his gym were open though and we were training, but there were no competitions. I, I kind of treat them like their, their development and stuff and I'd probably take them sparring and like we're working on stuff. You know, like, that, yeah, so that would be the only incentive but it's if we're able to even do that, you know, but we'll see, won't we? Yeah. yeah. It just, it's, you, everyone wants a goal, don't matter what your age is. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you haven't got that goal inside. Yeah. And yeah. it's all right, you're trying to teach them certain moves in gym but sometimes they need a couple of fights before they pick that yeah, move up. Yeah. yeah, and it's, you know. I know, like, Beth and it saying it, but then first couple of weeks when we got to it, the bit that got her was 
obviously that weekend the England camp got oh yeah it did and it, it com- I didn't realise it probably a bit bad on my part I didn't realise she had a bit of a face like a smacked ass yeah and it was a mixture of school finish and everything but when it came to it one that it was she really wanted to go to see what it was yeah, yeah yeah and and it completely derailed her yeah. you could see that it took her three or four weeks to come back round mm-hmm. to actually I've got something to work towards but it's knowing when it is I mean going off on a bit of a like tangent for what the podcast is about but I went on meeting with Yorkshire committee on Sunday and um, a part of, like the the Yorkshire team group, you know, like the yep. part of the coaching thing for that. So Mike Bromby is like the, the main one who organises it. And he's, I thought, a really good idea what he's talking about because you've got that gap between, which is best age now, same for Brandon, Harry soon. You've got that weird sort of time in boxing where if you're not Great Britain, what are you aiming for? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're getting a lot of them turning pro at 18, 19. So what... I, I personally think it's too young. I mean, Subby a lad who I train, he's turning pro. I saw you book Yeah, that. yeah. But he's you've got to take a time, you've got, you've got to have that man strength, that adult strength. So there's that weird time in between with nothing to aim for. So what Mike says is, with the Yorkshire, why don't we offer to Great Britain and England and say, we've got these good kids here, we've got four or five good kids. They're not quite national champions, but they'll probably do well in sparring and they'll be good yeah. sparring for elites which I think is brilliant, so then they can go and prove themselves to the GB setup or England through sparring. So that, might be, that might be something we get And that going. also probably, yeah. if you take those kids there, gives them something yeah. to aspire to. Of course it does, yeah, yeah, of course it does. And I think back in the day, I think they did, because Mike mentioned that so many years ago, he took one of his, and he said, like, look, he's not won a national title, but I know he's good. I know he's good enough, you know, for to, yeah. to, to compete with all's inspiring. He's now on GB team, this kid. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So he he managed to earn his way in through that. Because there's going to be also, I won't say generation, because it's only three or four months, but, like, these kids could have been fighting all the way. They'll miss out on that experience. Of course, so yeah. So yeah. imagine, let's just say, Beth would be 17 and a year. If she fought a girl who was nearly 18 yeah. she'll have had an extra year of not necessarily being stalled yeah. so she might have had 8 or 9 more bouts mm. which in boxing's a long time a massive long. yeah big I mean, it's the, that experience and so it, it's the same with kids at school the same with kids that have you know were in their first year of GCSEs they've missed such a vital part yeah. you've almost got to change the rules to allow them kids to catch up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's true but my brother my brother's got into a university based on his Predicted grades, yeah. That's so what I think they're doing on a Yeah, moment. which is fair enough, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But the saying as well, if you don't like your coach, because some of the coursework, you can't score. Yeah. So if you don't like, I think, some of the coursework, they're allowing them the chance to go and do it. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, I think that's quite good, because that's just common sense. Yeah. Give kids a chance, because it's, it's a big foot up, isn't it, for what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Difficult time for a minute. Yeah. And it is probably the kids more than anyone, you know, for all the stuff that we've got. I think kids have struggled more. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially just want to be out doing stuff. But they can't, like, especially like the really younger ones, are they? They don't understand social distancing no. and stuff like Nothing. that, do they? Next, no. Our next door neighbours, they've got some young kids and the grandparents around all the time. I think they're yeah. quite local. And I saw them sat in car at End of Drive because they wanted to see kids and kids wanted to see them. Oh. And what made it worse was the kids, and especially the little one, he's called George, he's, he's two. 
he wanted to get to his grandma and granddad. Yeah, and weirdly, it was probably worse for him then because you could see it, kid. Wanted to get And they didn't want to, and they wouldn't get out of the garden. Oh. Then another couple of weeks, you saw him sat in the garden. And yeah. I was like, do you know what? Just have your bloody I know. Just I felt sorry it, yeah. for him all. Your granddad yeah. would upset. Your grandkids upset. It's bloody having you. I know, I know. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess it's better us all think about what's important. But. Oh, God, yeah. Like, even with the gym, like, it's made me realise exactly where I want to take it now and what I want out of it. And it's not, it's certainly money. It's, it's time. Like, the amount of time I put into it up to now, I want it to be, like, earning in a way where I don't have to be there all the time. Yeah. And I can spend time with my missus and my dogs and stuff and chill out a bit. Do you know what something is, though? Like money comes and goes, you know. It does. I always yeah, it does though, doesn't money it? comes and goes. Yeah. Like, I was so stressed at start, but we've got by. Do you know what I mean? Though? I've got with two nice cars. If it came to it, I could sell. Yeah. So if it's, it's relative. Yeah. But the bit that's got me is to do. It's not about having loads and loads of money. I think I've reached a point where, look, if I had millions in the bank, I'd be happy. Yeah. I just want to be able to live a nice life. Yeah, yeah. And I want to have a nice life, but that means stuff needs to be open. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I don't want to drive a Ferrari, I just want to be where I'm at and I want to enjoy this. Yeah. Without the pressures of not being able to open. Yeah, like, I've been, because, I mean, you know anyway, but like with the two different businesses that we've had going with the gym, because of the not for profit, we've been able to bring money in yeah. through the council and stuff like that. So, I know that when we open, we're going to be pretty much starting where we left off. That's good. Yeah, which is what I wanted. I didn't want it to be, you know, like, I didn't want to be on his ass. But at the same time, I am pushing it where it's going to be a, a big, massive thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just manageable. It's going to go back and we're going to be able to take some staff on to help me out. And I'm hoping I'm going to be a little bit, bit, bit more chilled out. Yeah, it'll be good. If staff don't do amazing. On the 7th of March, I said to Joe, do you know this bit first month where this gym's made a profit? And it was. Right. It made a profit from memberships and sales, but we kept spending money to yeah. get stuff sorted. Yeah. And on the 7th of March, I said to Joe, the first month where it's proper in the black. Yeah. And he went, really? I said, yes. And it's first month it walked across the And then bloody shut for And then this happened. And I'm like, I we know. looked at registering Trident Foundation. Yeah. We parked it a little bit to try and do some of that. Because yeah. there's a, I look back now, we're going to probably open as the kids' school oldies yeah. start. That through day, if the kids could come in, I say kids, I'm thinking those that are 13, 14, 15. We're looking at trying to get some funding a little bit like yeah. you've done to open the gym up to them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's some good fighters in here. I'd love to have similar to what you've done with boxing. Yeah. But even if it's just that they come in and kick some bags with David, yeah. it's releasing that energy. Of course it is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of, unfortunately, it all stopped. So I'm hoping we get enough time because if I can get enough time between now and the school all these officials yeah. starting, I can re-approach that again. Yeah, yeah. But it was something we wanted to do and, and you can, copying off you. You can. You could, you could even, because... It, it takes time to get the grants you know like you might do an application yeah. it might take two or three months to actually get the money but even if you just did it for free that's a couple we... of days a week and then you gather your data then you gather your evidence and like we attracted 50 kids over the summer um, we keep was that, that school that you did I'm no gonna... I'm just saying as an example right, for you okay. yeah, yeah, but yeah no but the game like we used to do it on the field ed well we'd still do it might be like get that 25 kids a day but I now can go back to funders and say this is what we already do yeah. in past but I want to expand on that and, and yeah and that's just how you, you play a game with it then and that's what idea anyway you're creating so. you're bringing money into your business that can pay your staff and like you can provide them things for free for people and the time that you give to for us as fight team well if we uh, know what's coming the thing is I can't even approach to do that because if we do that now and then we've got limited personnel 
Yeah. There's a point where we have to have make sure that the members can come in. Yeah. Whereas if we know what's going on, we can maybe plan that in advance. Because yeah. if we thought we had a downtime with this date with us, it's dead between ten and twelve. Yeah. You go, it's two hours here. Yeah. We're gonna allow you to come in and train for free. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's maybe what we'll look at doing. Yeah. So there's a few things I've looked at. I've got a call on Friday with a charity called Sporting Memories, and that's people with like early dementia, you know, onset dementia. Oh, really? So what they do is they meet up for like an hour. The, these men and women and they just talk about sport or you know they're like what's old football matches and stuff like that and it's to kind of like trigger them old memories so I've got to them and I've said because of the years to do with it yeah well I'll, I'll, I'll give you contacts because they've got a base in Leeds so I'm talking to them on Friday and like now my gym's looking like a lot nicer I feel like people probably would like to come through there it's just filling that time in it yeah yeah so do you know what's we, weird how that happens because I watch small boxing fights and I watched like, you know, Nigel Bennett, Big McClellan, yeah. and I went through those probably 90s type fights, yeah. and it made me remember, oh God, and I messaged a couple of old mates on the back of it, yeah. that I watched those yeah, fights yeah, with as do, a teenager, yeah. Yeah, that I'm not saying I forgot about, but we're out of my mind, it, so yeah. imagine doing that if you've got dementia, because it yeah. still triggers certain memories, won't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, 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 so they just have like little meets and stuff, and they might go That's off and play balls together and that, but then another day they might go meet up at a, 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 a gym and just sit, like at ours, I just... Darts in office. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll, have your, you'll have your coffee soon, won't you? So, yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. It's just meeting up and... Yeah. Well, we've got a couple of little freebies teed up for us members, haven't we? Like, yeah. around new cafe and stuff, so we won't say too yeah. much, but... Because it's like, how do you thank people? You can't thank everyone when we're in a position where... No. But it's just giving them something a little bit back. So we spent a couple of quid and we're just trying to get some little... You know, little things just to say thank you, and yeah. we appreciate it. We spoke about this, didn't we? It's yeah. like I'm thinking about giving tickets to shows and stuff like that. You know, people that get the membership going. I know I don't really pay for that, but it's summer. It just, I think it's a token gesture to show yeah. to people that you actually appreciate yeah. what they've done. It's a little bit like even the stuff that I've done. That's what's kept me going. Like doing the stuff, like lugging the mats around, painting the walls, all that. It's like for the for the look on people's faces. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be like. Oh wow! The, it's not. It's not just. It's sat, not like we've just left it. Yeah, yeah. it's not just sat empty, yeah, yeah. and I've just been like having an holiday for the last yeah. hundred days, hundred yeah. and whatever days. But yes, good, good. We put well to right. I think is, we that, is that enough for today? Do you think? Yeah, how long's that gone on for? Ninety minutes. Hour and a half again. <laughs> it's it's just like a standard phone call, like Chris, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You are up first. No, you are up first. Yeah. Oh. Love you, love you, no, I love you, man. No. Right, cheers, lads. Cheers for that, Jack. Thank, Thank you. you.